How's it, Internet? It's odd. Before we get into the podcast this week, I'd just like to apologize for some of the audio quality. L's on the road, and obviously we're not using our regular setup, and I didn't have quite as much time to polish this as I usually do. But I'm not going to keep you any longer. On with the rest of the show. How's it, Internet? And welcome to Two Guys and SharePoint. The only SharePoint show in South Africa where everything is not made up and there are no points. Welcome, Jits. Thanks. Hi. Welcome. So today on the show, um, once again, Rod Rod is left in South Africa and he's actually not very happy with me because we haven't done this recording yet and he likes to publish things on a Friday morning and it is 10.54 p.m., which means it's almost four or five o'clock in South Africa. And when he wakes up, if we don't have this uploaded, uh, he'll not have very good things to say about me, which he's already said on Twitter. L makes me sound like a slave driver. I'm really, really not that bad. And I did take like four days to get this edited. So, yeah. So on the show today, we've got, I've been traveling with, with a really good friend of mine and his sidekick. So it's very Batman-y and Robin-y. Wouldn't that just be Batman and Robin-y? Okay, okay, I'll stop interrupting, I promise. In this case, it's, it's Matt and Adam from the UK. And I've known Matt since... 2011. 2011, yeah. yeah. In uh, DC. So in DC. Uh, Matt used to do SharePoint. He still does SharePoint. He actually has a company. One of the companies that, that he owns still does SharePoint. And I thought it would be great to get Matt on the show with uh, Robin, uh, also known as Adam, um, to chat to us a bit about where he's at and some of the stuff that we, you know, the, the title says two guys on SharePoint, but there's so much more to the space. And I've been exposed over the last probably about two, three months to to what, is it your primary business? Or, or? Um, yeah, I guess so. I, I wouldn't say primary. For me, I'm still SharePoint, right? So I yeah. still do Office 365 SharePoint stuff. Um, but Adam... Uh, who is now a business partner, is um, is running the show. So it's definitely his primary business. Right. He doesn't do anything in SharePoint okay. other than the videos he yeah. edits. So there's always conversations around, and I suppose it's, it's it's quite closely intertwined with when you do change management, user adoption, governance, all of those things. So working in the space where you're going to launch a product in your organization, some feature richness, but you need buy-in and you need to sell the why, it's it's great to have the two of you on the show. So, Matt, for our listeners, a little bit about yourself, where you started out, what do you do, and, and then Adam, same thing for you. So, please remember, Adam, don't do the ADHD thing in about five seconds. <laughs> okay, so uh, so I started life as an apprentice. And your name is Matthew um, Hughes, right? Yes, okay. my name is Matt Hughes, yeah. And uh, I started life as an apprentice, actually doing uh, network admin, so... Um, I started when I was 18, went into business thinking I knew everything about IT and realized I didn't. Um, and I started in the days of NT4, uh, Exchange 5.5. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. And then uh, moved on to SharePoint. Fast forward like uh, five years and I ended up in a, a school uh, and the guy there said, why don't you try SharePoint for the public website? And I said, oh, no, I won't bother with that. It's a Microsoft product. It'll be rubbish. And... Uh, I installed it and uh, 
and I branded SharePoint, and that's uh, that's kind of the reason we met because uh, I branded SharePoint. Went to a couple of user groups, and the guys there were like, "Oh, you you branded SharePoint? That's it's that's quite hard." Yeah. And I was like, mm, "I didn't didn't feel that hard." Um, then got invited to do some conference presentations, and uh, again, fast forward maybe a year, and I was in DC with you doing SharePoint okay. Saturday the conference. Look, I've got mad respect for you if you work with Exchange 5.5. Yeah. That's proper. And that's yeah, a yeah. proxy server to get it out and yeah. open up all those ports. And um, uh, yeah, that's because most, most, and, and we have this, the same thing, the same sort of message come across is that we actually spoke about it at the conference this week with Troy when we interviewed Troy was around. Yeah. People coming into the technology space that we're in right now have zero background, yeah, yeah. zero experience in the, the the world that we started in. Exchange five point five being, I managed Exchange for five. Yeah, I did an Exchange five point five to two thousand migration, which was you pulled your hair out. Yeah, so that level of understanding, that level of of structure around how these products work, compared to coming into okay, if you started in admin right now. And the company that you're doing admin for yeah. is running Office 365. What admin is there, really? Yeah, yeah. You're not you're not an admin- administrator like you used to be. Did you ever do? Uh, did you ever install Link or Skype for Business? The old yeah, Link. Link OCS. Yeah. OCS, yes. OCS yeah. as it used to be. There was. Um, I remember doing OCS, and we probably spent two or three days trying to get Federation in OCS set up oh, yeah, to work with external users, right? And um, the biggest, the biggest sort of holy cow moment when I got to Office 365 is to enable that process to happen is a tick box. Well, And like we spent three to... days and, and multiple server, you know, setting up external yeah. uh, servers and all that kind of jazz. That's what we're talking about. The, yeah. the new people coming in just don't appreciate all that effort for the on-prem stuff. It's hard. It definitely is. Just working with something like Proxy Server in the old days before yeah. ISO was released. If you didn't know what ports to open in what direction, yeah. I mean, they automated a lot of that with with ISIS server because there was a bunch of rules. You literally say wizard exchange, publish exchange. So publish your mail server, yeah. tick box, and it automatically opened up everything. Whereas working with the old proxy server, proxy server 2, you had to set up your inbound and your outbound rules. Yeah, yeah. And if you didn't know what you were opening, shit wouldn't work. Yeah. It's like configuring a virtual SMTP server to be your edge server to your, your transport server to send and receive mails. Yeah. Use hello instead of hello, you know, those sort of things. Yeah, yeah. And they don't have that now. Now it's, okay, here's an analyzer. Ooh, you need to edit your DNS records with this. So open up that TXT file, copy that into it, and it's either an MX or an A record, and this is the time to live, and if you copy-paste it, done, you've got federation for Skype. Yeah. And that's how easy it is. You don't have to understand the why. It's like pseudo programmers as well now. Yeah. You go grab a code snip up off the web, um, you modify it slightly. You don't have to understand the construct of what the code does. Yeah. You just need to understand. Even the different type of records, SLV records, A records, yeah. C names, you've got to get that. It's just a drop down in, in some domain yeah. DNS yeah. server somewhere. They don't understand what it actually does and why it's important. So when things don't work, you might miss an SRV record or something. People can't sign into Skype for business. They don't understand that that's the thing that's missing and why that all connects together. So um, it is important. But then how do you get that to people? Is that the kind of stuff they're learning at university now? I don't really know. If, no, I have no idea what the curriculum is, is it just like. skipped? 
I haven't looked at the Microsoft curriculum stack, but typically you're learning about Microsoft stuff. I don't know what they're doing if you're doing a BSc. So yeah. what are they teaching you? Well, we've got, I'll tell you that. I'll come back in a year because we've got an apprentice who's going down the uh, Microsoft apprentice route. So, okay. So he'll be learning whatever they teach at the base level, um, right. which will be interesting to see, definitely. So, Adam, a uh, little Hi. bit about who you are, what Adam was, you are. Adam was glazed over then for all that technical talk. Yeah, you, you. I can't offer much in terms of SharePoint or Microsoft, but I can make you look good when you're talking about it on, all right. on camera. And um, you've done that repeatedly this week, for me specifically. Exclusively, pretty much, just film people talking about this stuff. So, your background, uh, where you come from, what well, were you doing outside of, what is that? <laughs> Uh, Elephant Susan. All right. <laughs> Just Google that. Go to YouTube and search for it, and you'll find it. So, Adam, come on, man. Uh, leaning to the mic. Well, first, let's let's just um, address a serious issue. You've called me uh, Robin, as in Batman and Robin. That's completely wrong. I've not read a DC comic in almost five years. I'm fully Marvel, so we are more like Captain America and Iron Man. Okay. Awesome. Not, not Batman and Robin, uh, and I'm Tony Stark. So, um, my background is that um, I'll try and uh, go down the direction of SharePoint. I, I was working in marketing for a lift company, and they integrated SharePoint in for everyone to use. And there was remember, a lift company that had a marketing well, department. Otis. Yeah, Otis. Yeah, yeah. Lifts. Oh, okay. People know Otis Lifts. Right? No, everyone does. Company, yeah. Yeah. So, I was working for Otis Lifts in the marketing department, and they integrated SharePoint, and everybody was told to start using SharePoint. So that's my first experience. It, it felt like um, going down a rabbit hole. I didn't want to. I, nobody likes change, do they? Yeah. So, and I guess that's one of the big things. That at least I've heard from the community that people are always against change, and that's one of the things you have to get across. Um, so, yeah, we uh, as a company um, had this new system brought in. Uh, and it was around that time, actually, that I was I was starting to think about a career change. I'd done a video for the Lyft company. I'd been filming... This is not Elephant Susan. No, no, that that was my... Um, Your foray into, into singing. Well, I, I wouldn't call myself a singer, more just a, a comedian. Uh, I wouldn't even go that far. Um, so, yeah, I was working in the marketing department. I'd done a couple of videos for this Lyft company. Um, and I been friends with Matt for at least 10 years from going out in Leicester in the UK. Oh, is that, were you like bubblegum pop like we saw the other night? The way you were hopping no. around on no. the dance floor? I was making the best of a bad situation there. That music. Oh. That's uh, the uh, that music you made us go and yeah. listen to. <laughs> we, we, we were hanging at that rock bar before we left to go to the... You, yeah. you the barman and the 12 cockroaches. In the, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's our that's kind right. of place. That dive is our... That's yeah, where yeah. we're at most at home. That's where we met. Okay, so and I took you to, to Flash. Yeah. yeah. And we, that, so it was all lies. Oh, mate, this is so great. Yeah, well, it's we the were best. We were intoxicated. Yeah. yeah, it's the we best sound system anything. I've ever had. I must say. Okay, now it was it was it tight. Was, it was today's been strange. It's, I don't think I'm hungover. I think my bones hurt from the sound system rattling me for two or three hours. So, so just coming back with digression. Yeah. Yeah. So I contacted Matt via Facebook or email or something like email, that. Yeah. Matt had launched a media company. He'd gone into business with someone who had gone through uni and got a master's in media production 
And then between them two, they'd launched this company and, and I reached out. And actually the first um, proper paid work that I was a part of with Knettle was, and I was still under contract at Otis Lips. I took um, the two, week, it was the uh, weekend or yeah, something, wasn't it? I yeah. took a week holiday with Otis so that I could fly out with Knettle to um, the European SharePoint Conference. Wow. 2015. Proper, yeah. 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 It's first job with us. I mean, we filmed like the comedy festival for two week, two or three weeks. Leicester has a big com- comedy festival. All the, you know, the Edinburgh comedy Is festival. Is that where you slipped in Ed Madden, you Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that one. Um, you, Edinburgh has the big festival that everyone knows about. It's a month long. Well, yeah. Leicester has one six months before, four, four months before, right. where they all practice their stuff for Edinburgh, really. Oh, right. Um, and he'd come and done three weeks of work experience, if you like, helping us out at that. So then I offered him the job and he went and did the ESPC. Right. What was really great about this conference, and I, I don't mind admitting it now, was the guy that I went with, who we won't name, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was supposed to be in charge of me, but actually during the conference, I was pulling all the strings. I was the one organizing things speaking with the client and and ordering him around and it's almost like it is currently yeah pretty much yeah tony stock tony stock <laughs> exactly um so yeah i we, we filmed the conference and it was it was a great success and we got to meet the, the people behind um the share the european sharepoint conference tracy and all of her team and um it, it was just my first sort of look at, at the community you know the the big characters and the, the sort of the the actual software itself and things like that i mean it's still to this day i struggle with some of it which is but why you know, matt works well we work well together yeah Matt's yeah the tech yeah. guy I, I mean the funny thing is so we, so we've changed the business now to be very tech focused we used to take any video that we could get but now we're not just tech focused but but going back to that if you look at the spc first video we did um of course as a creative you always think you get better each year but but it's the relationships that Adam had there, like Dan Holm and various other people that he would have spoken Buckley to Buckley. Yeah, you know, um, they're people that now, when we go to events to film, part of our USP as a business is that we know the people. USP. Unique selling point. You know, okay. if if we say that um, if you went and hired any other media company, they don't know who the people are in the room. Whereas we know the people, we can go to Christian, we can go to Ducks, we can go to Dan and say, hey, do you want to do an interview? And they, they know us and they'll say, yeah, sure, you know, because we've been out drinking with them at a conference or we've met them in the... At this know, conference, events. actually, I saw probably 20 different film crews flying around. Obviously, it's a huge conference. And I don't think any of those any of those companies would have had the relationships that we have. No, they sit, sit there looking bored, don't they? they, 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 they don't sit there thinking, let's go and find it. They seem like they don't dare approach yeah. some of the some of the bigger figureheads within Microsoft. And, yeah. and whereas we just know them on a first-name basis, we just roll up and get the yeah. cameras out. So, so coming back to, on, on the back of that statement you've made around your unique selling points, Yeah. How, how much of that is attributed to the fact that you actually understand technology? Because the people in the room, like you said, there's a ton of film crews, right? Yeah. Running around, and chances are 0.5% even understand that all they know is Microsoft gives me an operating system in office. Yeah. They don't know anything else about Microsoft or where it comes from or who Bill, well, everyone knows who Bill Gates is. But actually... Who's Bill Gates? But uh, how much of you being... Your background has influenced how people adapt or adopt you as a as a media company outside of these 
fantastic personality when it comes yeah. to engaging with people. And I'm not being sarcastic. I mean that. Thanks, mate. Um, but how much of that has helped you? Yeah, I mean, the, the network's good. From public speaking, obviously, you meet the pe- the right people to talk yeah. to. So that's always a bonus. Um, but I think I, I would have said in the past probably that when I reviewed the videos that Adam made, it, I could had, add the technical stuff to it. So I'd say, okay, that doesn't really make sense. Those two things that you've cut together don't make sense together All right, in the technically. Message, yeah. um, but over the years, I don't do that anymore with Adam. Adam gets it. Even though he don't doesn't get it, yeah, like it, yeah. from a technical thing, he, he understands how to pick out the best parts of a, a, a half an hour interview yeah. and stick it into three minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. I've been spending time with, with, with a lot of time with Adam around the stuff yeah. that he's doing. I mean, we mates. And it's, people don't understand what goes into the creativeness that yeah. goes into taking three, four hours of video yeah. and making it pop in three minutes. I, I, my hat's and it's you. mad, right? You've seen the day, the day, the quickly day highlight, yeah. daily highlights that we've done. And uh, he did the one on uh, when you first got here, you guys got here. And it is just, there's just so much content to go through, but he manages to go through and, you know, chop that all up really nicely. So. Yeah, and your SharePoint business? When, when, um, what's happening in that space? I'm still a contractor, really. So we have actually one of the businesses is a website uh, business for small businesses. So we're going, we, we're going to help. So there's small, four businesses? Uh, no, th- well, three. I mean, the contracting I kind of do through the website business. It's okay. just a weird way it works. But but basically, we go into small businesses and help, want to help them with their IT. But yeah. we notice their website's rubbish. So we, we end up fixing that first. Mm. Then we'll migrate their email into Office 365, giving them some licensing, start managing that sort of piece. And then, of course, the question gets asked, how do I share documents? Uh, how do we collaborate? How do we communicate together? We've got a recruitment company. There's five people in it. They all they don't have an office. They're separate. So we kind of we tie that in, giving them the mailboxes and then sort of add all the peripheral services around. It's, it's the perfect model for Office 365, right? It's the, it's what it's built for, is that kind of situation. So. I, I honestly, that's an interesting point. So we know that Microsoft's an enterprise-grade, enterprise-scale technology company. Yeah. But when you look at what they're doing around Office 365, the enablement for small to medium enterprises, is just, it's, 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 insane. it's ridiculous because it's in insane. the old days, you'd either have to get your mail hosted somewhere or you'd have to buy some kit Spend a fair amount of money on ten. Well, well, look at small business server. What used to be small business yeah, server is yeah, whatever it is now. I, I mean, that was still a sizable investment for a small business yeah. of five people. Um, you know, put that in for a charity uh, five or six years ago, um, and you just don't need it. You just no. instead of spending five grand, you spend fifty pounds a month, yeah. which is just insane for for a pet. A place in someone's Microsoft data center somewhere, uh, with all the hardware and all the um, CPU power and stuff that comes along with it. Because right now it's, it becomes, and I use this term quite a lot, ubiquitous. Yeah. No longer do you have to worry about a server in a room somewhere that yeah. manages your life pretty much, your livelihood. Yeah, so, yeah. You know what it's like? People can't send emails. Your world stops. And those things sat under desks, out, you know, in, yeah. in cupboards and stuff. Yeah. You. You've put you probably more than anyone see still really terrible server rooms or uh, server cupboards or whatever oh, you know. We had we had a customer, a government customer. I won't even mention the name. Quite a large um, metropole uh, municipality. 
Yeah. And the IT manager, the only thing that he was excited about, raised floor. So he had under he had a sort of a perspex cover and there were lights under it. And he was so excited about the lights under his raised floor. Um, the diesel for the generator, there was no diesel for the generator, it was a power failure. Yeah. It, it didn't auto switch on. You know, his UPSs would run out. But yeah, mate, I've seen some some crazy that was just one of them. Yeah. Really? So your UPSs have got five minutes worth of life and those servers are gonna switch off. You're just excited about your underfloor lights. Uh, it's, and now you don't have to worry about that shit yeah. anymore. Yeah, definitely. All right. Where were we? We were talking about Office 365. So your businesses are still doing that and, and you're seeing a lot of uptake in the space. Yeah, so I'm um, still doing contracting, really, helping a couple of people, mainly government and public sector. That will come to an end soon. It will, it will come to an end. And maybe, you know, the things we've talked about doing and, We'll just see how it goes. Things things change all the time. I don't think I'm meant for Kinetto to be as big and as impressive as it is. And I think we forget that as well. As we've gone through the years and we see we get bigger, bigger clients. You know, I was looking at that that top fifty marketing book you've got there, and we've worked with four of the top ten of them. And I'm like, how did this all happen? You know, yeah. it's, it's it's great, really. You sometimes forget to look back. I think the reason they're in the top 10 is because they worked with us to do yeah, video. Yeah, that's it. That is always a sale. Not just <laughs> because we're so good at video, but just because they embraced video. Yeah, yeah. Which right. is obviously... Because how, how can you do good marketing without it? Yeah. So. But that's that's been an interesting change. I saw some stats around tech companies and moving into social media. There's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's Facebook. Yeah. And Cisco, I think it was Cisco... VMware said that 82% of their marketing will be on video. Yeah, yeah, this year. Cisco, yeah. Cisco, um, yeah. I had that as well, yeah. yeah. 82%. So yeah. video is at the forefront. Suppose with video, you can you can convey. So if you want to talk about how to sell, go look at America's Got Talent. Yeah. That's all emotion. Yeah. Everything. The music in the front, they have a little 12-year-old girl that's lost her mother to something and she broke her leg and then she became deaf and now she's on America's Got Talent and she sings and it tugs at your heartstrings, it's straight in the feels and that's the message that you can convey with video. And I suppose it's the same what rings true, right? The stuff that you edit, Adam, uh, that the message that you're portraying is it's all emotive because that's how you yeah. relate. Well, I, I've said this to Matt, like, we... Initially, all of our videos were the standard corporate, corporate stuff, yeah. showreel, start, finish, maybe a testimonial. Um, but from being around the community and seeing the um, the connections and the friendships within the community, it just I really wanted to make something that was a little bit more playing on the emotion, telling a story sort of thing, and yeah. and that's what we tried to do this this year. Starting yeah, with the SharePoint, SharePoint Saturday. Saturday, yeah, SharePoint Saturday London. The, the video for that is our first so kind of. Okay, let's start telling the story, the journey. Um, we've talked about stuff in South Africa, Throw doing some the same sort of thing. Yeah, and personality. Showing the people behind it because what's the point in doing it if you're just? Everybody wants to be professional and sell products. They don't want to sell the people, but it's the people that you I buy think the into. World, the world is changing in that space. Where yeah, it's. We've always known that relationships are at the forefront of, of selling. I mean, it's all based on trust. Yeah. Guys like Simon Sinek have catapulted 
how people sell and the, and the science behind selling. And we're starting to see it come through now. We're getting to know a person personally and having that relationship. So you've got kids and it's so much easier now than in the old days. I mean, being able to work from home is, is real. So invest more in the person's personal life to get better productivity out of it. People wouldn't travel this way to Inspire Al, if it was just about selling products online. Yeah. You know, we can go and get Skykick products we've worked with. You can and Valo, and you know, you can buy these products off the shelf. You don't need to go and meet the people, but they want that human interaction. You want to talk to the people. You want to build that connections. And I've had it. You know, I've tried to connect with people on LinkedIn to do business with them. And they don't want to know, you know, they're busy doing their daily lives. So yeah. if you can get in, into an event like this where you have three or four days, you, you were talking about it with Frank, Frankie, and it, that's the important stuff. You can get in the room with people. You can sit next to the CEO and have that conversation. And it'd never happen anywhere else. Yeah. You just don't have time. It's simple. All right, James, thanks for being on the show. Um, how, how do people find you on the interwebs, the Twitterati's? Uh, if someone wants... Uh, a vid of something for in their company. Adam, how do people follow you on the Instas and the... Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Kingy, K-I-N-G-Y underscore 85. Kinetalmedia.co.uk is our website. and then That's Kinetal, uh, K-I-N-E-T-A-L. Yeah. Did, did he say it right? I don't think... No. no. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't even Nobody says it anymore. Nobody says it right, but it doesn't matter. We... Eventually, we'll be at the point where we won't need to tell people what the name is. They'll just yeah. know who we are. Like the Max Yeah, yeah, totally. That's All right, so Kinetal Media. Hashtag make video. Hashtag make video. Make yeah, that, video. That's our hashtag that we use. Make video. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for telling me that five days after me trying to post it. Because the hashtag, <laughs> hashtag, so search uh, any of the social medias for hashtag make video. And chances are you'll find uh, Matt and uh, Tony Stark on the medias. So let's jump into the next part of the show. Let's get back to business. Yeah. And we're going to get to our, my favorite segment of the week. It's called In the News. So, Matt, first up on the list, uh, Microsoft Inspire. We've been here for a good couple of days. A couple of the, the big things for you. I know we did a... We, we, when we walked and talked uh, through the... Well, through the conference center, yeah. Yeah, we, we, covered, we covered a few things. Yeah, um, so uh, the Microsoft 365... Um, announcement that was a big thing wasn't it yeah um, and I asked you just for video what is it Al <laughs> do I have to repeat that? yeah you should do it again alright you, you, you can research well for that well we do great research on the show um, we spend a lot of time going through um, the news to make sure that it's valid so Microsoft had five specific things around the announcements at, at Inspire I think the big one was I wouldn't call it rebranding. It's you know, they've just added another another level to to what they sell. In this case, they launched Microsoft 365. I think they're really going hard with the 365 offering. And what Microsoft 365 is, it's a roll-up of multiple technologies. You've got obviously Office 365. With that, you can now add, not add, but as part of the bundled product set. In Microsoft 365, it's Windows 10 plus Office 365 plus Enterprise Mobility plus Security. And for me, it, it, it makes so much more sense. You get it for your enterprise-level customers because 
going through a software asset management assessment and looking at the list, the plethora of products or SKUs that you end up getting every year from Microsoft. It's, people don't pass licensing exams because it's it's that confusing. And for me, it's it's great to see that Microsoft's now make, made it easy. Like they've made everything else easier with Office 365. They're making the procurement of the entire Microsoft suite of products much easier now with, with Microsoft 365. It still, it still looks difficult in the portal when you're adding licenses you know there's still a lot of options but um, yeah I think it just consolidates a little bit of the at the enterprise level it consolidates those options doesn't it yeah and it's for your e3 and e5 so they did a, they had a similar bundle that they've actually I know where this comes from they had a similar bundle that they've now rebranded Microsoft 365 because it was the SPE or something, I forget what it was, yeah. um, which they launched at the beginning of the year. Now they've rebranded it. And it's actually making sense now what they're doing. They're calling it Microsoft 365. Yeah. So next on the list, uh, what, what do we have there? Dyna- Dynamics 365. I can't read, mate. Dynamics 365. So it's a roll-up of Dynamics 365, the service offering. So what they've done around that, they've actually... Um, combine the general availability of Dynamics 365 apps and also the reason why they purchased LinkedIn is to drive the whole lead generation opportunity management straight out of LinkedIn, which is why they bought LinkedIn, Yeah, into Dynamics. So yeah. think how powerful that is yeah, from yeah. a lead generation perspective. Yeah. So when they bought it, they got this sort of office graph type thing which is really where, where the power of LinkedIn is, your your six degrees of separation, that cognitive yeah. link, people of people of people, um, which is actually quite neat, which is why they brought LinkedIn and they brought that richness in. And now they're rolling up LinkedIn's integration into Dynamics. So, you know, you've got that sales funnel and all of that yeah, that yeah. comes through. In the and, and it makes it a more important offering. I think LinkedIn was always good for recruiters to find the right people. So... And they're the same people that would traditionally use a CRM anyway. Yeah. So to tie that all in nicely. Yeah. So this, the CRM and the ERP side is, is taking off with Dynamics 365, which is quite cool. Next on the list is a new offering for ISV partners, which is actually quite cool. So the guys that write code and build applications, um, there's a component where Microsoft's actually offering more Azure type offerings to specifically around ISV partners that are building apps. Remember, there's a lot of investment around. You want to host your app, stick it in Azure. Instead of thinking it, uh, Amazon has been pushing hard with AWS and they've got yeah. a great relationship with the open source community, specifically around Docker and what you can do with containers. I mean, Docker was released first on AWS before it came to Azure. Yeah. So now companies are building bespoke applications, putting it in the cloud. So mobile apps that you're connecting to and all of those things are now sitting in AWS and Microsoft's gone and said to the ISVs, listen, we want to give you a richer experience inside of Azure. And that's really what they drive. We saw it at the Azure Global Bootcamp about two, three months ago. Big dev uh, focus, huge dev focus around. If you're going to build an app, put it in Azure. Yeah. And there's a much closer knit component to that. So, last but not least, we want to talk about that one at the bottom. Ah, oh, the Azure Stack. Right, so this is the 10. So, this is this something is the I did one you can... listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what we're talking about is... So, it's funny when we're talking about 10, because we were talking about this throughout the conference. We always know... We've always had a cloud, right? It's always been our private cloud. And um, when 
whenever when Microsoft or whoever came up with this buzzword cloud and they they were throwing it around, all these IT guys were going, "Well, we've had a cloud for a while. Yeah. It's just externally hosted somewhere." Um, but then you were telling me the story behind uh, Azure Stack and and how it used to be available, but it was just a portal. You still had to build all of yeah. the, the tin and put all the the server farms. Traditionally, what we we're talking about um, before with Exchange and and OCS and all of those kind of farms. So what they're saying now is you can build the tin, uh, you can buy the tin with the portal on top of it, and you could just almost click to run like you would yeah. with, with 365. Microsoft's done really well with being able to package hardware with software in the form of appliances. We've seen it come through on the SQL side, which I really like. Uh, back in 2012, when Microsoft released uh, SQL 2012, you, they've released a, they've actually released a set of appliances. So you could buy a database consolidation appliance, a, a parallel data warehouse appliance, and they'd ship you a half rack or a full rack of blades to your door. And it's got the portal, not Azure, it's got a portal for parallel data warehousing or database consolidation, and it clicked to run. Now they're doing it more extensively, although it's just a... They've taken the portal interface, stuck it on hardware. Because in old days, you could buy a cloud in a box from now. Yeah. The set of servers, you spec it based on the compute power you need in storage, and they literally ship you, well, there's five blade servers and some, some storage, and flip a switch, and it's there. So now you get cloud in the box. Microsoft's gone and said, okay, they've partnered with Dell, EMC, Lenovo, and HPE. And now you can literally buy Azure for on-premise. Yeah. And you get that richness of the Azure portal, Azure stack, and no longer do you have to build, because the old days you'd have to go and spin up, okay, so I want virtualization, I have to deploy Hyper-V, and then I have to deploy System Center Virtual Machine Manager, and that would connect to my Azure Even stack. before that, you'd have to set up your SAN, you'd have to set up all yeah. the other things. It, it, it was a long process. Yeah. It certainly wasn't just put it in, turn it on, and yeah. off you go. And now you can buy that straight from the vendors. With so that, so that means the kids coming into the technology is not going to know anything no. about all that terrible stuff that we used to do over the uh, weekend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another easy job. All right, next in the news, Outlook for iOS and Android. So Microsoft has redesigned the navigation for Outlook on iOS and Android. So what that allows you to do is, with the threaded view, the threaded conversation view that you now have in desktop versions of Outlook for Mac and for Windows, you're now getting, you're getting that same richness where you can actually see threaded conversations inside of a single mail trail on mobile devices like Android and iOS. Okay. Did that work for you on the, the client very well? No. No, me neither. No. So it's just not going to work on the mobile very well. <laughs> okay, well, let's try to be positive about it. The, the, only, the only issue I ever had really with the threaded view, it worked really well. Except for if I used the same subject line, that seemed to throw it off. I, I sent something today to um, to Jack in the office, and he said, oh, you've sent me this, but it's come up with uh, a bunch of other people's threaded yeah, conversations. Yeah. And it's because we get lazy with our subject yeah. line. So I guess I guess that's one of the downsides. The AI needs to pick up, yeah. and, and it'll figure it out. So eventually. what I've been struggling with is because it's threaded, it means it gets grouped by. Yeah. So if I want to find an attachment sent to me by someone that's sitting in a threaded conversation, yeah, it's not an email. Yeah. You know, it's not a, it's not an email. It's, it's not a message. It's a, it's literally a, 
accordion style menu system, I just can't find mail anymore. So it makes it more yeah. difficult. It makes it easy to read because it follows. But when you start looking for it, I, I can't find yeah. it. I try well, to well it. I mean, for me, the, the test is always how well my wife gets on with it. If, if she finds it and gets on with it all right, then I know that actually most users it's going to be good for. So <laughs> she gives me the, the very deep, low-level, fundamental, this is crap, clutter's not working, why has it stopped working? Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll give you feedback on that in a couple of weeks. All right, something that I'm really excited about is the new apps for Office 365 Business Premium that's been launched this week. All right, so another thing I could talk about. Yeah. Awesome. Right, so I saw this a while ago. We, You know, Staff Hub came. Did you did you ever try Staff, Staff Hub out? So Staff Hub came along and, and um, I tried it out. And when I saw it, um, if you don't, if you guys know, don't know what Staff Hub is, it was basically um, for people that run things like bars and you have shift workers, you can assign them um, like, like timesheets sort yeah. of shifts. And then you've got a mobile device, a mobile application, and you can, they can just log in with that into Staff Hub and know when they're going to be working. So that was awesome. So I was thinking, great, there's there's a whole bunch of new customers now that I can approach and say, you can use Office 365 yeah. and Staff Hub. And then they started to bring these other things out. So one of them was, what's it called? Bookings. Mileage I, no, Mileage IQ. Oh, the new stuff, yeah, Mileage yeah, IQ. Like Mileage IQ, and, that, and they said, oh, you can track expenses. And I've seen that and I'm thinking, okay, this is good. I heard about that one first and I was thinking, great, I can can go to some of my other small business customers because this is all small business right this is yeah. all for the yeah. the lower end and it's a small business premium. we know microsoft focus on the enterprise quite a lot but they don't really give that much love to the small business so I, so as i saw this announcement i thought this is great so mileage great invoicing yes there's an invoice component I, just before you carry on with that the beginning of the year i was talking about the well, i call it the companion app ecosystem so whatever makes the office 365 waffle the little app yeah, launcher, app launcher. Yeah. bigger and we've been exposed as MVPs I cannot talk about it but we've known that Microsoft was going to release another four icons um, specifically around I wouldn't call it industry vertical but transversal applications so the four that's there you've been how did you get exposed to my like I, I must have read it somewhere you know in the in the the blogosphere, there's these um, yeah. articles that come out, and I saw it, and I just... It might have been from, from blogs.office.com. Okay. Yeah, I think they might have mentioned it there. Because this is localized, and we'll talk about the other ones in a little bit more detail, but this is localized to the US first. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to hit Europe, and no, I don't okay. know if it's going to hit South Africa. Because no, the, the biggest question was around currency, yeah. and how, with my IQ, I know that there's a specific rate... For travel expenses and yeah. those things, we have the same thing in South Africa. Yeah, we And you've also, yeah. but it's going to be different. So I don't know if this is going to be generally available across the globe or it's just localized. Yeah, it's initially. only a setting that, isn't it? You know, like what's, what's your rate? Mine's 45p a mile. Yeah. You must be able to set yours. So yeah. I can't see why they wouldn't. I know that when, when, when we had the, the insider calls, yeah. um, that, that was why... It's taken them a while to release this, though, yeah, yeah. because when looking at the rest of the... Because remember, if you roll it out, yeah. it's, you look at the availability zones across the globe, and you start off, and then do you roll it out to Europe? If you are going to roll it out to Europe, you need to make sure that those things are taken yeah, care of yeah. as well. 
So the next on the list is, is a, a product called Microsoft Connections. Uh, that's around an email marketing service, uh, yeah, which is so quite this, neat. So this, re- this replaced, I think it replaced the old, uh, it was called Social Social Connect. <clears throat> I, I can't remember. Know. You may not have seen it. So, no. um, so because I manage the partner network for our, we're a silver partner. All right. Um, Microsoft did a thing where basically the marketing team they would give you a bunch of stuff that you could then take and repurpose as if you've made it just to keep your social activity all right um and uh you had to subscribe to it you went there and then you could connect to your twitter connect to your linkedin whatever it wasn't pinpoint no 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 it was it was something like social connect can't can't remember now but i've been getting the emails for the last couple of weeks saying this is this is ending now all right, we we've taken that away, and I thought, oh, that's a bit odd because I quite liked it. Yeah. Um, but then so, this makes perfect sense now that they're releasing this. Is that a bit like 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 Mailchimp? Because they talk about email marketing service. So I suppose it oh, have... that's what this is. Yeah. So yeah. this is part of that. But I would imagine they're going to tie that all in. Yeah. Yeah. So they've said I read the post about it, and it was saying about how there's templates for your emails. Okay. That's um, neat. I'd be interested to see now whether uh, what what a lot of the mail marketing campaign things have problems with is that the fact that the email is going to the spam yes because it's from it's dot clearly mailchimp.com yeah. yeah and there's some ways you can go behind the scenes and try and fix that yeah. but i'd be interested to see if it's coming from office 365 or is it coming from your actual domain yeah and is it, would that mean that it actually gets into the right place yeah. if it is then that's quite a big advantage yeah. over the, the other providers well the next one is microsoft listing it's a way to publish business information so yeah, so so that this was is, pinpoint, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, from what I've read about this, this seems a little bit more like citations. So if if you've ever done uh, search engine optimization, okay, uh, one part of that is citations, local citations. So basically, I'm a business. I want to go and and get my uh, SEO up. I can go and add myself to a whole bunch of uh, websites that have big authority from an SEO perspective. Right. So obvious ones. Google Business, yeah. uh, business.google.com, uh, Facebook, uh, Yell, um, Yelp. You know, there's a few obvious big ones, and then there's a whole bunch of other ones. So we subscribe to a service that lets us do all that behind the scenes. What I think Microsoft are doing here is saying you could put your information into their listings and then disseminate that out to some of the um, all right to okay. the other places. That's as I understand it. I don't know if that's and the other one is Microsoft invoicing. Mm. Yeah, that seems like a bit of an odd thing, an odd gap to fill. Why? Unless they're going to put that into CRM or something. Well, think about it. You've got you've got the the where dynamics actually comes from. Yeah. Um, you've got the ERP side. Yeah, but the reason why and the vision and the AX and all of that. The reason things. why I think it's an odd gap to fill is because this is one of those things where they say it's a partner opportunity. So always, always at WPC. Um, you, so this is your first Inspire, right? It's yeah. WPC. So every of the year, last last four years I've been, they always describe the, you know, Microsoft gives you the platform, but it's always like a base level platform. SharePoint is the same, yeah. right? And then they say, if you want to create something cool like Workflow, Nintex did that, mm. um, that's your partner opportunity. You can enhance the platform. So to to plug one specific gap like invoicing, Seems like it was a partner opportunity, but now we're going to fill it. I don't know. Look at what what 
what Navision and the AX stuff is. Yeah, you know, but they're you, separate products, so I get that. You know, that's well, like Microsoft Projects. It's a separate project. Yeah, but it's still that. a Microsoft product. What they're doing here specifically around small business premium is yeah. the Dynamics products have always been the most expensive licensed yeah, yeah. product in Microsoft's history. Yeah. Being able to make it affordable or taking a piece yeah. of that. So you can do, if you're invoicing, if you're selling product, I'm assuming I haven't seen any of it yet. I know yeah. it's available now. I'd love to have a look at it from an SME perspective. Think about it. Yeah. I start a business. It's just me and, and, and three other people. I'm delivering a service. I need to generate an invoice. For the most part, you go to your bank. I need a business account. And I invoice straight from my business account. So that yeah. works. I don't know how this is going to tie into that. But being able to say, well, I need one-stop shop for all my electronic stuff. Yeah. I can now go and get a small business premium package that will give me. Okay, I can. Yeah, it's the same as the bookings thing. That that, yeah. that was a, yeah. it wasn't announced here, was it? Because it was there before. But yeah, it's, it's been there for a while. bookings, you know, being able to book people's time. And then invoice against that time yeah. is a logical thing. Uh, the funny thing about all of this is, is a partner you get internal user rights yeah. uh, licensing, and uh, a lot of the the small business partners that I know have been saying, "Hey guys, we're getting E three as part of I IUR. Yeah. I'd like a small business premium because that gives us all the stuff that we actually need yeah. as small businesses." Yeah. So um, I wonder how that will change because. Even if I say, you know, there's six people in, in my businesses, uh, if I swap to small business premium, the cost of the monthly cost might be wiped out by the things that this gives me now. Yeah. You know, it's a good it's a good offering. But a lot of the small business premium stuff now is riding up into your e-plans. Yeah, but just a few of the things don't. So as a small business, if you want those specific things, yeah. bookings is the best example well, because that would be great to book well. Adam's time. If people could go along and say, oh, I can see you've got three resources there. Yeah. Two of them are booked out. Can we yeah. book you for a day's filming? Yeah. But we don't have that because it's not in... It's it's in same with staff up, same with forms. I um, wonder if I can if I can buy a business premium for Adam and yeah. Natalia. You can have different types of them, yeah. on your on your. And board. then will that give them in, in the, in the yeah. waffle as you yeah. describe it as? You get it. All we'll right, so that's out. it for In The News. Uh, moving on to our next segment, we've actually got... Uh, Mr. Hughes coming up with our well, Rod's favorite part of, of the show. It's new find of the week. So Matt, you've you've been walking around Inspire and, yeah, and yeah. a so, lot of product vendors, and you find something that's rather scintillating. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, I, I wandered around and there's a few things that kind of caught my eye, and it was a few things like that just seemed to fill the gap. I tell you, there was one there was a caching product for for Office three sixty five, so people in, that are in remote offices could cache some of the data. That sounded awesome. Um, but this one particular thing that seemed to catch my eye because it was more around user adoption, um, and it's a company called Tryan, and they're based out of France. And what they've got is uh, some analytics stuff. So it tells you um, from the marketing stuff, I've not tried it yet. I, I set up a trial, but I've not had a proper play with it. But it shows you things like... Um, Oh, and you can go and get this from the App Store uh, or just go to their website and you get a trial. So you can just instantly start playing around with it. Um, it measures adoption, like what content are people using, what sites are people visiting, all the kind of stuff you could get out of PowerShell or that you'd have to do some clever stuff to get out of PowerShell. But it gives you a nice interface. And of course, we all love uh, nice interfaces. 
So now my question on this is, yeah. you know that Microsoft launched a, a, a product last week called Workspace Analytics. Yeah. That does exactly that. Well, this is the thing. So does it do it exactly the same? Because it's the same as like Flow and Power Apps, you could say. So, yes, it does. So there is, with uh, Workspace Analytics, it actually provides behavioral insights like Delve does on an E5. And Delve looks at your meetings and mail and how much time you spend in meetings. Workspace Analytics actually gives you quite a bit more. So if we tie it into this, this yeah. sort of, you have to pay more for it. Um, but so the, Workspace Analytics is also available, so which is quite cool. Yeah, so this works with Yammer, SharePoint, and it says collaboration intelligence. So I don't know what that actually nah. means. But. All right, so I will call you on your try-in and I'll raise you Workspace Analytics. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we need what we need to do is see um, the comparison of what these two things do. Yeah. Which I guess these guys should be developing. Like we that. missed one news item, Matt. Oh, are you guys serious? You really expect me to cut this out and move it all the way back to the front of the episode? Oh, yeah. right. What was that? It's the presentation translator for, for PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Oh, right, so yeah. think about it. So it it's going to pick up and it will actually provide sort of subtitles to your presentation. So it's not generally available. It's a quite, cool, quite a cool added. Yeah. Think about our trip to Oslo and Vienna later this year. Yeah. Being able to present there and have subtitles in their language. Because I struggle with people understanding me. Yeah, I struggle with your your, your language, your abuse of the English language. Yeah, you struggle with everyone, like you're talking to the woman in the in the Uber. I think that's it for the show this week. Rod, please stick in your PowerShell commandlet of the week. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. And to sign off, um, I, I don't know how to do this. Rod's the only one, so... You can find us online at twoguysandsharepoint.co.za. We're also on Twitter, at twoguyssharepoint. I'm at oddmodlin, and L is at Alistair Pugin. And if you're looking for Matt and Adam, uh, where can we find you? What's your Twitter handles? Uh, so I am MattMoo2 on Twitter. Adam? I'm Kingy underscore 85 on twitter not to be mm, confused with kingy underscore 1985 on instagram it's funny because you know when you come up with these names it's a bit like you know the people with hotmail addresses yeah and you think i wish i could just change it but now i've got so many things linking to map me too just not works i just use my name and my surname for everything yeah i I have a weird name though so mine's matthew hughes it's not that weird is it it's Weird. It's unique. Unique. It's Yours not, is unique. Why yeah, is not weird. Don't confuse the Sorry, two. Sorry, yeah. I hope people take my technical input very seriously from this podcast. All right. You know, I'm, I'm a man of very few words, but what I do say needs to be adhered to. All right. Uh, thanks, guys, for being on the show, and um, we'll chat you soon. Ciao, ciao. But I installed it, it, installed it, it. Yeah. Cut that bit out, Rod. Sure, bro. Anything for you.